2: Back to Legends Live, as presented by the National Basketball Retired Players Association, the home of all our NBA and WNBA legends. I'd like to remind our viewers you can submit questions during the show that we will answer before we wrap up. Without any further ado, I'd like to welcome in today's guest. We have former Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket. He was a four-time NBA champion with the Detroit Pistons, the Chicago Bulls, and the Los Angeles Lakers. We've got John
1: Spider Sally with us. Hey, what's up, T? Thank you. Oh, thank you for joining us, man. How are you? Definitely. Hey, every day is a blessing. I'm happy to be here. We're we're happy to
2: have you here. I in your intro, I, I feel like I missed a few things. And looking over no, like I, I was gonna say, you yeah, what a uh, restaurateur, entrepreneur, uh, philanthropist, cannabis activist. What what am I missing here? What else you got going on?
1: uh i'm a dad i'm a husband i'm a hell of a guy okay brother you know jesus was my older brother uh Mm -hmm. muhammad was my cousin okay uh moses was down the line i just (laughs) i just a guy who'd like to live my life and still smiling about it definitely definitely
2: now i mentioned the restaurant tell us about you recently opened up a restaurant yeah right
1: yeah i opened a restaurant in san bernardino Okay. Uh, it's uh, The address is 420 Hospitality Lane. I okay. had to rent the place, whether it was going to be food or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty... You can't pass on that. You <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, I can turn it into so many things. <laughs> and my partner, Terrence and Shiloh and I, we uh, they wanted to open up a cafe. We had the CBD store.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I've been in CBD since 2011. Okay. I even, uh, excuse me, got in front of the, uh, Adam Silver and said, we have to talk about this cannabis. It was 2018. Mm. Uh, We have to talk about the CBD. He goes, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. But I'm with a company now, Title Sport. And we wind up getting uh, Conor McGregor as a partner and and the face of it. And we'll be in CVS. Like, I literally pushed it because people needed to stop being afraid of this plant that has been demonized. Um, And I just... Literally went to him and said, I got a product that can work that literally is not going to get us caught in the rest of the things. I said, if you could have Budweiser on the on the backstop of a basketball court, uh, you should have something that maybe people was good for, not just, you know, destroying the body. So, you know, he nodded and said he would talk to me. Gave me his card, and I think it was a card to a pizza parlor. It, it okay. wasn't even—it wasn't even Adam's card. No, it was joke. a guy named Adam, but it wasn't—it <laughs> wasn't Adam Silver. <laughs> yeah, Adam said, "Hey, give me a whole bunch of those cards." <laughs> but we'll see. I'm in C. we will be in CVS starting in May. It's okay. called Title Sport. It's a cryo freeze, and it's a, a hemp oil. I don't say CBD.
0: Hemp okay. oil, okay. okay.
1: And uh, and we are literally moving and pushing everything. We started in MMA. God willing, it can get into all the rest of the sports. Hmm. But I got into veganism in 1991. I got okay. serious in 2007, 2006, 2007. And since 2007, I've been uh, 100% plant-based. Hmm. Um, sometimes, I guess, some things that I didn't know had uh, animal products in it may have slipped right. in. But on the major, I'm 100% plant-based. So you were I guess, vegan like
2: during your playing days? How did, that, how yeah. did you... Like pre-vegan, post-vegan. How do you feel
1: like that affected your your body and your play? I feel um, I won four championships. And two of them since... Three of them since I became vegan. Hmm. See, this is... Uh, two of them since I became vegan. This is the funniest thing. A lot of people think when you become plant-based that you become sleepy. And you become weak. No, you're really weak when you eat animals. When you right. eat animals, your body has to shut down to process it. And everybody who's ever gone plant-based, of course you're going to have tired times because your body is now detoxing trying to get rid of all that serious, harmful intestinal toxins Mm -hmm. that you have. But I go back to uh, LaMelo, I mean uh, Carmelo. Carmelo had his best two weeks in the NBA period. He was killing people. And no pun intended. Then he's like, man, then I got tired, I had to get back. No, he was literally got all the energy when your body doesn't have to process flesh. So if... I always tell people the baddest dudes on the earth are, are um, our black ops that go in and, and our special units. Most of them are raw foodists.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: And then you go into MMA. A lot of those guys are raw foodists. If you want to be great as an athlete, you shouldn't put meat in your body. It's 100%. Not, and I, I don't I don't feel bad for people. Like I don't feel bad that I was taught the wrong way. But mm. when I was at Georgia Tech, you mentioned it. For pregame, I had a steak and string beans.
0: Right. And
1: then you want me to play at my highest level when my body is trying to digest this steak. right? And I was trying to, now that I'm older, I tell these guys that you know the least amount you should eat, MJ would teach you. They would go eat at 4.30, he and Scotty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The game was at 7.30. So they already had three hours of their body process. And Kobe would sit in the back and eat fruit because your body can use that energy because mm-hmm. it's all your body really wants anyway. Uh, Pat Riley wouldn't let certain things happen. The guys would eat hot dogs on the on the <laughs> tripping eating a hot dog, and and you got to play against LeBron, right? What you got to guard him for forty that? minutes. Yeah. No, no, it's not going to do it. So you have to pay attention to this is the only body you have, and when people are paying you to use that body, mm. you should you should have it in tip top shape. Mm. Now you mentioned you said you got serious with it oh
2: six oh seven. What I guess what made, what was the change that made you, you know, start to I guess get into it. More seriously.
1: I was losing my sexy. That's real. I was losing my sexy. And what I mean by that is I was wanting to uh cuddle and watch mm. movies and go to sleep and I cared about reality show. And I started realizing that I was I was spreading. And they go when you get older you gain weight. Mm. No, you're not supposed to. Right. Uh so I got my nineteen sixty four Mustang Sally in mint condition. <laughs> okay. And and I don't run. I don't run. Mm. I may do some Pilates with my wife or, or some ab work. Mm. Um, but I literally, ab start in the kitchen. So mm. if whatever you're putting in your body in the kitchen is where it's going to go in your body. And then as it spreads out, you're going to open up to more you know, problems like diabetes and high blood pressure. Um, so I was on the radio and these uh, Israelites, black Israelites came and bought me vegan food. Mm. And then I did a PSA for PETA. Oh, and we got it. We left our PETA. So, twenty twenty is another. Sally, uh, yeah, yeah. John said I got the humanitarian award from PETA for twenty twenty okay. on my work. Congratulations! Doing, thank you on making sure animals are not eaten. And we got a big uh, April twenty second. We got a big uh, Earth Day thing. My Earth Don't worry. But um, busy and man. I, yeah, I just decided at that time to not lie. So at forty, I decided what I was giving myself, because I don't know if you you know we're close to 40, but when you get to 40, Mm -hmm. your life is going to change. So I knew that was happening. And what I wanted to be is not to be a liar. I didn't want to lie about anything. I didn't want to lie to you or for you, and I don't want you to lie to me or for me. No more lies. So at 50, when I stopped lying... I mean, you got to get it out of your system. You're only, well, yeah, you're you're, only human. Yeah. You, you take it for granted. Yeah. You say, Yo, I'm in the car and you're in the refrigerator and you're, in, you, you're barely getting out of the bed. Oh my God, I'll be there in five minutes. You know you 25 minutes. I'll be in way. the car in five minutes. Yeah. Right. So I don't even do those lives. And if I'm going to text you something and I don't want to hurt your feelings, mm. I think of the words that work. And mm-hmm. so I can't say I'm a vegetarian if I was eating fish, cheese um butter milk then i may be a vegetarian but i'm eating and i'm abetting the murder of 56 billion land animals a year i don't need to do that so i did i had to go straight and Mm. when you go straight you know like that show scared straight straight i had to literally be what i say i have to talk to talk and walk the walk so if i'm a vegetarian which we really are uh, without the added stuff there's no animal products or anything from an animal Mm. Now was that something like when you made that choice? Was
2: that something you mentioned? Like your wife, you have children. Was that something that they went along with, or were they already on it?
1: Did they push? Well, they my, were like, "Listen, you can eat whatever you want. I'm going to eat yeah. this steak." Or like, how, how did that go? Well, my wife was like, "Well, I still like birthday cakes," and I was like, "Well, how many birthday cakes are you going to have?" And she was like, "Well, I want to." Ha- okay, well, that has milk and eggs in it. Okay, you can do whatever you want. If mm. if you're not vegan at those times, you don't have to be. Sure. But no one is bringing in any ribs to my house. No one's bringing in hot dogs. No one bringing in those, none of the things from an animal. They can't come into my house in my kitchen. I don't need it to contaminate it. Besides that, you can eat whatever you want. My daughter's about to turn uh, 18 uh, a little while. And, you know, I go back in a garbage can and sometimes see some uh, Starbucks uh, fried food. You know, I see it and I go, hey, you're the one that's a model with a whole bunch of acne. (laughs) If you want to have acne, Eat milk, eat cheese, eat all the stuff that causes acne. Go right ahead. I said, but this is the only face you got, and this is what they're paying you for. So I, I put it in that in that form. Um, but my oldest daughter Giovanna is not a vegan, and she doesn't live here, but she comes and visit. Mm-hmm. Um, but she eats all the vegan stuff we have here, and she goes, "I wish I can cook like you." You can you can but it's easier you could I, technically you could yeah yeah you could do anything you want like you can't say you can't so um i i just and then i i changed too doty let me tell you i was uh somebody told me i was the mean vegan and uh and i guess so i guess you know sometimes <laughs> us vegans as us vegans have really a really uh snarky way of dealing with people mm-hmm. uh and the Coolest thing, I realized that when you wake people up, because if you're not eating this way, you're definitely not conscious. So those people who are saying they're woke and conscious, they're definitely not woke and conscious. Because mm. if anything else is suffering for you to have enjoyment, then you're not conscious. Mm. Um, but I realize you can't wake people up abruptly. You got mm. to massage them and wake them up slowly. Right. And then when they go, oh, yeah, okay. Because if they jump, they're mad at you. So They're I not ready people. to receive yeah. the message yet. Yeah. No. And then you can't talk to them when they sleep. So <laughs> don't worry. You can't you're talking to that's why I open up the cafe organics is in um San Bernardino. But we're like a we're right next to Loma Linda. And Loma Linda is a blue zone in America, one of the only ones in America. And it's because the most vegetarians are there. So we put a vegan restaurant there. Right there thinking that that would help them if they don't feel like staying at home and cooking. So Mm. I'm working it out. Definitely. So what
2: have been some of the challenges like opening a restaurant like during COVID, of course, navigating through
1: through all that? I opened June 26th. My mother's birthday was June 25th and she had passed like six months earlier. So we opened Mm. in the middle of the pandemic and the lines were around the corner because people weren't realizing we were locked down and right. then life, the, the whole way of life had changed. So anything that was new, people, people were, were talking to, yeah, they were going to it. So we we were big and now we got new items starting on the menu tomorrow. Um, uh, we're moving it. it it's, it's definitely a push. Like I even got Isaiah Thomas to try veganism for a while. Okay. Dow Walker, who is now the coach at Clark University mm. down in Atlanta to try mm-hmm. it for a while. Um, a lot of guys call me up and they they want to try it i uh, Robert Ori uh, mm-hmm. got remarried. he went vegan for five months, got his body back, and then he went back to <laughs> eating poorly um, but it, it's 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 definitely something that you have to take we 've been taking for granted for so long. We just take it for granted we yeah. shove things in our bodies, and you know we believe the commercials knowing that we 've been lied to mm that was like the business
2: aspect, like restaurants or the hemp company. Was that something like the business side, something you knew you wanted to get into? Oh, I've always
1: been. Like that was uh, my teammates. My, my company is Southside Consultant, what I mm-hmm. have with my daughter, Tyler. Mm-hmm. And I've always been, they were always talking about how uh, I, when you get Isaiah and they, they, they go Southside because I was always in the business. So mm-hmm. in 1990, my, my fourth year in the lead, I had my own sneaker. Okay. i had a, i had my sneaker they were called osagas they were spiders they were sold through kenny shoe stores mm. i've always been thinking of ownership and now i have ownership in a platform called wave w-e-i-v it's view spelled backwards gotcha. uh but it's like only fans but for celebrities okay and the reason i did that is because i was about to get an only fans mm. and do a health show okay
2: I was gonna yeah. say I didn't know what you was gonna do. A lot goes on on OnlyFans, so I've heard. That's the problem, so and I've that's
1: heard. why we started. <laughs> Not since you saw it last Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since I, <laughs> that's what I heard, uh... but that was that's why I started a whole new platform, platform or yeah. got involved. Chauncey Billups and I, along with our guy DK, he he bought me in as an advisor, then as a shareholder, and now I'm helping to raise money. It's it's because I realized I'd rather have a subscriber th- like they do on OnlyFans. <laughs> um, you know, and it's like a lot of people on there are showing body parts that were made in Miami. So <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm not taking allegedly. my shirt off. This- allegedly. Yeah. I'm allegedly. not doing it. Most of Venezuela and-, and Colombia, but, <laughs> I-, <laughs> the uh, but I-, I literally wasn't taking my shirt off and doing it, uh-huh. but I realized I can develop a channel with everything I like on it. Right. including podcasts and i could you know show what i'm doing and the people who are interested will give me 3.99 a month three dollars and 99 cents so i literally do them only fans but a little bit different and then i got into business with isaiah thomas okay. i also we became the uh, largest uh hemp and cannabis growers in the world okay uh he Brought me in, in an advisory position because I know so much about CBD. Mm. Um, 1.9 million acres are being grown in Columbia. So, And I think we're the only two athletes uh, that play together that literally work together, uh, which is an amazing thing. It too. is. Uh, yeah. I used to wonder why Magic had nobody working with him. Right. And uh, And then I realized a lot of it deals with desire, too. Like, Mm. You have to desire as business, like that. you did yeah. in basketball, right. and and when you are like that, you usually have to be a solo artist. But Isaiah was, you know, humble enough, and I called him, and he was like, "I'm gonna put you in," and he's never put me in anything else. So I'm I so <laughs> grateful for that. Did you see that
2: side of Zeke, like in the plant? Like, was he kind of business focused too? Because I know he's got like the the Sherlyn Champagne going. Yeah. He's got the the hemp going. So was that like? Did y'all have conversations
1: then or? Yeah, One World Farmer. I I would see things and watch Isaiah move. Uh, he was doing a couple of things with Mr. D, uh, Mr. Davidson, God rest his soul, our owner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you, uh, Joe Dumas. So Joe would tell me uh, going in you know, after we won the championship, he was like, all right, Sal, this is what I need you to do. You can do whatever you want, 8 o'clock in that gym. We had this gym not too far from his house. Mm-hmm. And, man, I'd be out to 6 o'clock. And me and my, my look at my brother, Michael, and I'd be like, well, you got the stuff in the back? He goes, yeah. And then we would drive all the way to the gym and sleep in the car until Joe knocked on the window. <laughs> Time to get up. Yeah. Time to get up. I'm two hours of sleep. But Joe, we would work out for like three hours. Uh-huh. And then Joe would shower, put on a suit, and go to his office and go to work. Right. And I didn't know what his, what do you mean go to work? And he was right. he was building his business Uh, life while in the summertime while he was playing when he had time to everything came after the game everything came after his practice uh after his conditioning after his keeping his body then he can spend five hours hearing what's going to happen down the line and i tell guys now like if you're going to go to college the only thing you should major in is finance you should Mm. athletes should major in nothing but finance. finance period you you major in finance and if you're right now Don't turn on ESPN when you first get up in the morning. Turn on CNBC. Mm. Turn on MSNBC. Um, When you buy the newspaper, when we get on the private jets and they used to have papers there and everybody rushed to get the sports section, (laughs) I would grab the purple side of USA Today and grab the entertainment section. Mm. And then I would have the green section, which was the money section. Mm -hmm. I would go through because I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. And then I would go through the money thing, trying to learn what I wasn't taught in college, in high school, by my mama, by my brother. Nobody. So I had to learn on the go. Is that something you tried to, you know, teach your children? So you you got
2: three daughters, two daughters? Four four daughters. daughters. Four, excuse me. So is that something that you've tried to instill
1: in them, uh, you and your wife? No, not my wife. My wife was um, big into go to college, get a degree, ask for a job. And I said, you want me to pay $300,000 plus mm. for my daughter to go ask somebody for a job? <laughs> right. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. So I've my daughter was the first year. My daughter, Tyler, my oldest daughter didn't go to college. Giovanna, mm. she went straight into the workforce. Mm. And then Tyler did one year. And then I said, uh, we got to spend another two seventy five on this school. Why don't we take this two seventy five and invest it into what you're passionate about?
0: Hmm. And I said,
1: what are you passionate about? She goes, I don't know. I said, and if you don't know, you're not supposed to know. And if you're going to college because it's a thing to do and it's a rite of passage, I don't think I should pay for that. Um, She decided she didn't want to throw hook shots. She's (laughs) 6'2". You don't want to throw hook shots. her Yeah, "Yeah, you got game. She didn't want to do that. Hmm. So I literally, she agreed and we invested into Deuces 22, which is her brand. She's the CEO. and Last year, she was uh, 2019. She was in the top 50 women in cannabis. Okay. And uh, we're shooting her show right now. Tomorrow, we're shooting Lake Elsinore, and she's literally doing a show that destigmatizes cannabis. Mm. She's showing you people who are in the business how much what it takes to get to it, what it does. She's literally, li- and I said, "Well, <clears throat> the pioneers get the arrows." She didn't care. She wants people to know that this plant is amazing. Yeah. And I just make sure the cameras run. I guess I taught her enough there. My uh, other daughters decided to—they were like, figure out a business for me, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I and I will—I will figure out something that they will have some passion about and put people around them that matter and people around them that know what they're doing, like Oprah, people that are mm-hmm. smarter than us, but we know what our passion is,
0: definitely
2: i like to we'll, – we'll talk a little entertainment, but I do like to go back with our legends a little bit. You mentioned you went to Georgia Tech. How did you end up from Brooklyn down to Georgia Tech? I graduated what got, what, what got from Georgia you go, Tech. That's a, but, but, but what got you, out of all the schools, how did you go from Brooklyn down to Atlanta?
1: Well, the reason I said I graduated from Georgia Tech because most athletes don't. <laughs> <This is> true, <laughs> and and I, I had to just dig that in uh all the other guys that went that didn't graduate but i graduated. yeah uh no we had a great graduating rate at georgia tech and they got they won the acc championship so anybody that got kids that wanted them to go to a good school georgia tech is the right place i did it i didn't i didn't do anything illegal the reason i did that is bobby crimins is from the bronx and okay. coach felton i think is from queen's and as everybody was coming to see me, yeah, Bobby Krimmage wrote me a handwritten letter. And his, his, his uh, cursive was terrible. <laughs> and his grammar was even worse. So I knew it came from him. OK. No phonies. No. And then he was like, if you come down, everybody else, he said, we're going to have like the A train from all the way from New York, all the way to Atlanta. It's going it, to we, we're going to take this over. The A train to the A. And I remember when I went down to visit, and this is, and people have to understand, I'm born in the 60s, 1964. Mm-hmm. So in 1985, um, you know, Mike, I go down to watch the the game against North Carolina, mm-hmm. right? And Michael is now a champion, Uh I think it was eighty-four. Yeah, they won the championship in eighty-four. Eighty yeah, eighty-three or eighty four one of those, yeah. Yeah, eighty four. So the next year I'm watching MJ. Um, no, I'm sorry. 1982, they won the championship. Hmm. Am I right? I think no, yeah, yeah, because he was in the eighty three
2: draft, which was the next yeah, so I think I think you're right. Eighty two championship. He was in 83, draft. He was eighty four. Yeah, draft. there you go.
1: So I go down to watch that game. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, I guess, and I go down and watch the game and I get on the plane and people have to understand my mentality. There's a black flight attendant. When I get off, there's a black eye and a red jacket. Mm-hmm. When I get down, I got to grab my bag with a black eye when we're in the car going to the hotel, I said to Coach Felton, do any white people live in this town? Because I had just come from a place. <laughs> right. And he goes, this is like 85% black, and it's ugly yeah. moving. He's giving me the whole breakdown. And the mayor was black named Andrew Young. Hmm? When I got to uh, the hotel, Peach Street Plaza, the girl behind the desk was black. The bellman was black. So I go up, and I call my mother. And I said, I made it. I'm in the room. She goes, how do you like it? I said, I'm, I'm going to go to Georgia Tech. She so goes, "What's the school look like?" I said, "I don't know, Mike.
2: I'll let so, you know when I get there."
1: But but uh, black yeah. people got jobs. <laughs> right. I said, "It's different from where we're from." And right. and when I went, they took me to a, a physics class. I think it was. I do not know what they were saying to this day, and they were speaking in English. And the fact that I love to learn meant this another school. I'm not going to say the school Virginia. Um, took me to a class that had remedial math and english and had all the athletes in there yeah and i was like uh i don't i'm not gonna be a dumb athlete it's just not gonna happen i'm not mm-hmm. I, one i don't like the idea and two i can't perpetuate that by being a dummy mm. and so i just realized that i was in a, a city where i knew no one a beautiful city up and growing and the, the school is in the city mm. and i wanted to be a part of something that was growing that was brand new so I was the first to commit. Then Mark Price came because he said he was going to come with a big man. And we put the, the squad together. By my junior year, we were the number one team in the country. It's it's not just for me. It was just that all the different pieces of people wanting to fill it in. Mm. I think going to Georgia Tech gave me, one, the ability to get out of New York and see a different part of life. Um, my mother couldn't understand I was going to the South. She was born <laughs> in the South and never wanted me to go back. But yeah, I'm not a fan of snow. And same, yeah, Syracuse would have been the only place. But then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have flourished. I would have been in the same mix. It wouldn't, I wouldn't have to force me to get that much better. Right. So I think that's why I picked Georgia Tech.
0: Hmm.
1: The greatest that... choice I made, next to my wife.
2: <laughs> there you, yeah, good save. Good save. Good save. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> now, after you graduated, drafted into the Pistons, were they were they the bad boys yet? Were they were they quite the bad
1: boys when you got there? Yeah. Rick Mahorn and Bill Lambert are two bad mothers. They're, the baddest boys. So. shut your mouth. <laughs> and but Isaiah, everybody asks me, I play with MJ and I, I talk about Scotty being the most skilled player. I mm-hmm. played with people not understanding what I mean. But Isaiah being six foot one and doing what he was doing, I think I think he was the best player I ever played with. I think Michael Jordan's really? the greatest. I really mm-hmm. do. I think Michael Jordan is an unbelievable player. But man, Isaiah is it is amazing. He's like Tiny Archibald. And I don't, I know I'm saying this and no one knows what I'm saying, but <laughs> all the older dudes know, man, there's certain guys that just or just something. And Isaiah was doing what all of them were doing, but at 6'1. So uh, that's th- he was his his mentality mm-hmm. and Bill's land and and these guys had Sid Green on the team. Adrian Dantley was such the professionals. I I'm a blessing to have AD because any professionalism that I didn't get from my parents, I got from AD. Mm-hmm. Adrian Dantley mm-hmm. and Joe Dumas. Um, so we didn't, they didn't take any, any, any lip and we really wasn't that bad. We played like everybody else. It's just that when MJ came into the league, people, when he would take off, people would move out of the way. And so he can finish his spectacular move and dunk. Uh, when he went to take off, we took off, uh, three of us and, uh, trying to trying to block his shot. Yeah, wink, wink, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but we did. I tried to block and Dennis, we tried to block his shot, but we're gonna have to body up like it's like it's hockey. We're gonna have to body up like I'm a great defensive back. I'm gonna have to give you some form. Mm. And just the the lead change because of that, the lead change from hand checking, um, from what a foul is, what an intentional foul is, what a foul is too hard. It's, right. it's craziness. I understand it because you mm. got. Fortune five hundred companies running up and down the court now, but back then it was just you just played. It was a man's game,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's mm-hmm. the way men played. Now again, you mentioned the the bulls as part of. I feel like
2: the big bad boys and the bulls story was the when they they finally beat y'all and everybody walked out, but you didn't walk out. Right? Why? Uh-huh.
1: Reputation is what you fall for. Character is what you stand for. Mm. Okay, so our reputation is one thing. Mm. But when it comes down to it, MJ is my fraternity brother, Omega sci Phi, to the day I die. Scotty and at that time Horace were friends of mine. We were trading tickets when we played. But the fact you're going to be a gentleman all the time. You should be. You know what I'm saying you can play hard, you say whatever I don't understand that whole lineup at the end of the game and slapping the guy's hands as you going right. by i i don't like I don't really like that mm-hmm. believe it or not i don't i don't I when, I, when they say hey, line the kids up so they, I don't like that um mm-hmm. I, I don't mind you being sulky and being upset and don't want to talk to anybody um but at that situation when I heard it going on, I knew I didn't want to be a part of it. Because I knew how important MJ was to me as a friend, as a frat brother, as a brother, as a black man. Hmm. And, and when they said, well, that's how the Celtics handed it to us, and that's the truth. Larry Bird, Danny Ainge, Robert Parrish, they all walked off in between Adrian Dantley taking a foul shot. No one said a word, hmm. not one word, because it was the great Celtics. Right. And Kevin McHale. You know, Isaiah gave him a pound, but he didn't want to even do that. They walked off in front, in between, and no one said anything uh, because they wasn't handing it over to the new Messiah. We just beat them. They were done, mm-hmm. and they were gone. And then I thought about it. Well, that's the way the Celtics handed it to us. That doesn't mean that we, we need to be like the Celtics. Right. Let the Celtics be classless at that time. We didn't need to be that. And I didn't want to be a part of that. I mm. told Chuck Daly, I said, put me back in the game. He goes, no, you can't get any more points. I said, no, there's something about to go on. I don't want to be involved. And some of my teammates right now may think that it was wrong. But I think in the last thing of me as a human, I know I, I, I'm part of the group, but as a human and as a compassionate human, I think I did it right. And I think mm. I think, only thing everybody's upset with bill and bear could have walked off no one wanted to shake his hand anyway (laughs) 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 and still don't but they wanted isaiah to stop and have a conversation with michael right that's what people wanted and then that's what the, the the media jumped on and then michael said they're just classless you know he had to say what he wanted to say because he was upset too that that he finally got through and we act like it was no big thing, just like Larry Bird did to us. Um, But that was my only thing. I didn't want to act like the Celtics. I always wanted to be a Celtic, but at that time I was a piston and I thought it was better for us um, as a unit and brotherhood to, you know, I'm wearing koofies and Malcolm X things and I'm hanging out with Spike Lee. I'm not, I'm not dissing MJ. That's just not going to happen. Um, And, you know, they deserved it. They, they took, a butt kicking for two years straight and they they finally got it to where it worked for them hmm. now something you mentioned about
2: scott you said you he was the most skilled player yeah like you ever played with why is that or, or i guess what did you what i what mean did you by see? That? yeah
1: well it's really I, I played with a couple of aliens um hmm. dennis Rodman being from the planet, I don't know what the hell. I was going to say, I don't know what
2: planet didn't drive from. Right, right.
1: It's from a planet. And then I played with Dow Dawkins for a little while. Mm-hmm. And he was from, um, uh, uh, he said Chocolate Thunder was from one of his crazy it Lovatron planets. Or Lovatron or Funktron? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Funktron or something like that. But Scottie Pippen, um, and it, it's so funny because Phil Jackson would say the same. He's going to say MJ. Mm-hmm. But Scotty played every position, center, forward, small forward. I mean, I'm serious. He mm-hmm. he, knew the triangle offense inside and out. And I just thought, you know, being able to go left, to drive left, pass left, run the show as a point guard at 6'8", 6'9", 6'7", whatever you may be, shoot the long ball, jump fast. You know, he's he just very skilled in all of his movements. Mm. Now, you play with...
2: Shaq with the Lakers played yeah. with MJ, '96 Bulls. Of those two, who's the most unguardable player? Or Shaquille. I, I,
1: okay, easily. Well, Shaquille is. <clears throat> when Shaquille realized how strong he was, mm. everybody got the business. Right. But you remember, he he was about five six in a seven one body breakdancing. <laughs> I just saw him the other day with size twenty one. Uh, skates on in a skating rink. Do you know how hard that is for one to be seven foot with equilibrium that changes, but two to get some skates made? I was gonna say, I didn't even know, I know those had to be custom. Yeah, everything oh, custom is pit. custom. Yeah, but Shaq refuses to let his height and weight and massiveness be a handicap. He's a superhero. Mm. He's a superhero. And, and And when he's in shape, i don't know who was stopping him when he doesn't want to duck and just wants to go through everything mm. you're getting dunked on like amari Stoudemire is coming in mm. um mj i'm not gonna say it's not hard to guard but we figured out what to do with him with two people
0: right
1: you put two people on shack, somebody's gonna have a broken tooth yeah it's one of them thing. is getting dunked through the rim yeah yeah somebody's gonna lose some facial something yeah <laughs> uh, it, it's I mean, if not multiple, yeah. And when he gets upset, when he gets mad, it's over. I'm telling you. So as a big man, he's so big and he's so agile that he was hard to guard, almost like a Keem. But mm. MJ MJ makes you think about him a week before you're going to play the game. Okay. That's 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 the the power of MJ.
2: Mm. Shaq, you probably you. Feeling the effects of guarding him a week after the game,
1: yeah. You know, I try to kick him in his leg a couple of times. <laughs> He'll tell you that. Like, I try to kick him in his ankle to see what he was going to do, and uh, and it, it was like kicking, like, seriously kicking a, a tire of a truck. <laughs> My leg bumped, <laughs> yeah, back. yeah. I was gonna say he probably didn't even feel it, yeah. Like, I couldn't believe how big Yao Ming was, yeah. Like, I kept saying, How would I play him? And then I saw Shaq, and then mm. when Shaq realized, Oh, I'm just going to destroy couldn't believe it, it
2: was that was that yeah <laughs> now I do want to talk a little uh entertainment before we give our viewers a chance to ask some questions how did you even get into the like you've been in mood like bad boys you've been on tv you've hosted like reunion shows basketball wise like had a hand in a bit of everything how, how did that start out for you it
1: started out in brooklyn uh, okay <clears throat> i was i literally told my mother uh she used to tell me to stop gazing in the devil's eyeball. That's what she called television. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be in the, I guess I'm the devil because I'm going to be in that. I'm going to be on there one day, yeah. Yeah, and, and I always wanted to act. So I would, and uh, I wanted to do stand-up comedy, which I did, and mm-hmm. I do. I do it all. But I didn't want, like I said, to be restrained to only doing one thing. I don't want you to say I'm a ball player. I'm, I play basketball. Right. And I got paid for it. But I'm not one thing. You can't put me in a obituary box yet. So um, I came out. Uh, how I got the movie is they were shooting bad boys in Miami. And Martin and, and Will are friends of mine. And I was hanging with Martin. I mean, I was with Martin at the 1991 NBA finals. I was working with <laughs> inside stuff. And, and he was wearing all his bull stuff inside the Laker, <laughs> inside, inside the form, trying to let everybody know I'm with them. And uh, which is dangerous for your life. When you're, uh, very. When entertainment, yeah. entertainment. you want to be a Laker fan. So <laughs> uh, I went down. Michael Bay, the director huh? of Bad Boys, one and two, um, along with everything else great, directed my Nike commercial for uh, uh, Foot Locker. And, um, and I hear this guy yelling when I'm with Martin and go on the set. I go, who's that? He goes, young director, man. That's what they do. I said, hey, man, cut out all that yelling. He was like, who is that? He was like, hey. I know you. Yeah, Hey. He was like, I said, you're the director? He goes, yeah. And he goes, he's funny. We got to put him in the movie. And Martin said, you're the director. He said, are you SAG? I said, yeah, I'm SAG. I didn't know what SAG was. Yeah. Uh, I was SAG, though, because I did a (laughs) commercial. And I was doing commercials while I was in Detroit. So I've always wanted to be in front of the camera doing these things. Mm. And so I got bad boys. And then from bad boys after bad boys, I got, um, Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg. Mm. Uh, and then that summer of getting Eddie, I got traded in the expansion draft to Toronto Mm. and it just didn't work out. It was cold and it was a new team. And Isaiah and I weren't seeing eye to eye. So I, I got out. And I got a late night talk show, which is it was my ultimate goal is to do what Johnny Carson was doing hmm. with, for young people out there for what Jimmy Kimmel was doing. I was just like Jimmy Kimmel. I can do everything else, but this is what I want to do. Right. And so I had that shot. I, I wound up having a late night talk show with Disney, uh, Brenner Vista, and then they decided to go with Magic Johnson. Um, and then they decided not to. And I waited. Then I became the host of BET in 2000. After doing more movies, after winning the championship, but I wanted to be in front of the camera. Now I'm producing my daughter's shows and health shows, and I got my own platform. Mm. And I'm on Vlad. I just did a Vlad yesterday. I have a series on Vlad TV. Um, I just I, I wanted to be in entertainment. I picked my place. I've been here for 25 years now, mm. and I I finally figured something out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'd say with all you got going on I'd say you you
1: figured something out Yeah but you can't uh, teach people this Don't just be busy to be busy right. be, bu- be busy for the outcome And right. yeah, I bust my butt now um, I promote my lifestyle I live my lifestyle So I make money in the promotion And the living of my lifestyle mm-hmm. Me living my lifestyle Showing everybody else how I do it and them enjoying the food that we put forth and the television shows we put out. I'm being paid just like playing basketball. I used to get paid for doing what I enjoy. And that's the only thing I do now.
2: So on the TV side, do you prefer, like, do you like the host side of it? Or do you
1: I love prefer it. to be, uh, you love the host side? Yeah, I, I, I love asking questions. I like being shocked. I like being uh, ignorant in some things and well-versed in others. I love learning. Learning is, 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 is a a big thing, big thing for me. I went to Egypt. I want to go around the rest of the part of the world. I want to do a whole show. I was going to do a show called African-American, question mark. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I see see the vision. Right. I want to go, but I'm an American, so that means I'm ignorant to Africanism. And I want to go, and while I'm learning what I wasn't taught and what I'm learning that I should be proud of is not the things I've already seen. Uh, I've already seen the native dances. I've already seen the customs. I've been seeing them since the beginning of the time. Mm-hmm. They go all the way back. I don't want to see that. I want to see Africa now, as right. an American now, right. and how they intertwine. So I'm putting that together where right. I went to the NBA, but they were like, hey, go to Johannesburg and do a clinic. And I was like, all right, 50,000. And they're like, we got 10,000. I was like, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, now, we'll talk later. Yeah. So, right. for everybody out there that's thinking, you turned down 10,000? No, I knew it was worth 50. <laughs> True. That's being a businessman. You True. have to know your worth. Not that I was worth 50. I knew that trip was worth 50,000. Right. And we both could have lived well. So, I haven't gone on anything with the NBA yet um, at all because I know my worth. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, what yeah. Let's, let's jump
2: into our couple of viewer questions. We won't keep you too much longer.
1: I got nothing to do. i am retired.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. First, I went from Westport Road. It uh, says, AI, though, does he transcend or bridge the generations? Uh, Isaiah Thomas, the one you played with to like the Chris Paul Kyrie in terms of like the small player thing.
1: OK, so. It's funny they asked that question because Kyrie Irving, Isaiah says, is the best ball handler he's ever seen. And I've seen Kyrie do some amazing things. And yeah. Kyrie has become vegan, so he's obviously my well, – Kevin Durant's always been my favorite player. Uh, I, I love LeBron, and, and I had to apologize to LeBron. I was like, you were way better than I ever thought you were going to be. <laughs> but kevin durant is by one of my favorite players because we built like and he he's doing exactly what i wanted to do Just didn't have what he had scoring 30 and hitting the long threes mm-hmm. mean yeah i was never mean to the media though i like being mean on court i don't like being mean to other people but uh and he and he was definitely in his right against michael Rappaport. Yeah. I just thought I said Michael Rapport and I have been together for, for a long time he's just wrong in this situation and he's admitted that yeah. okay we got it out of a little thing uh, but Allen Iverson is by far one of the dopest players ever and he expounded on Isaiah's uh, way he 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 connected hip hop and and the new black culture into the NBA mm. if you remember he had he had his hair in braids yep Which even some black people didn't understand was a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. He had tattoos. They didn't understand that those tattoos. Now that Allen Iverson was the one with it, right? I tell everybody's got yeah, right. Dennis Rodman and I got our tattoos after we saw Adrian Dantley get it in hidden places. Like I got (laughs) it on my hip because you don't, you know. And then when I got it outside my jersey, I got fined by the NBA because it was not part of the uniform. I was like, I won that because I was playing rep. I go, it's my skin. Yeah, what the? Believe it or not, they're right. But <laughs> as long as I don't touch a uniform, and it's my skin, because I said, what if it was a skin? What if it was a rash? Would you find right, me birthmark or yeah? Right. And he goes, well, you put that on. I said, well, what if I had a rash? I wouldn't put. I didn't put that on. Right. Would you find me for it? I won because it's my skin and. But to see Alan, how he has literally changed and moved that, I wish he would have been more protected. I wish mm. they would have protected Alan like they did Michael Jordan. Um, in what way? Michael Jordan was, uh, had different people around him. Michael mm. Jordan walked with three security guards that were cops. Right. Um, there was no getting in trouble because right. he wasn't driving. There was no getting in trouble. 'Cause he, what they they wouldn't put Michael in positions Dang. that he shouldn't be in. There was no and wrong I, place, wrong time. Uh, no, and, and when when you're still uh you know I tell a lot of cats this and I love my neighborhood and I, I love our culture. But if you go around people who are jealous of you, bad things can happen. Mm. Um or if you're around them too long. If you pick yeah. your time, it's cool. But like in my my neighborhood, I don't I don't really go there after five o'clock. Okay. PM. Yeah. And uh, whether they like it or not, I just know some people, you know, don't like that, what we call success. So you just, he, he didn't have, I didn't think the right folks around him hmm. and the right things pulling at what it was. I think, um, And Alan, tell you, I I was a huge Alan fan. Uh, I like everything about him. But I just think it would have been different uh, if he had a different surrounding uh, while he was in his prime. Let's see. Got another
2: question here. Got one from the Legends Lounge checking in. It says, what was the most electric moment hosting the Basketball Wives reunions? Um...
1: Well, I smoke a lot of cannabis, so uh, I've I've forgotten a lot of that. Sure. Uh, No, I'm joking. Um, I would say one of the the craziest things that happened is when Evelyn has said to Tammy that she was a non-factor. Yeah, that's tough. And. It was tough on the show, but it was even tougher when we got back. That uh, because at the reunions, the girls are dressed to the nines, yeah. And once they sit them in the seats, they can't move, they gotta sit, they gotta sit like <laughs> this. They, they ain't violent you for hours, they, yeah. They, they, ain't, they ain't violent, man. Tyler, they're sitting there at night, and I think that was an electric moment. I think, um, I think they felt that. I was uh, disingenuous with some of them. I wasn't. I would ask the questions as a fan. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they were ready for that. Um, I would watch and as a fan, ask a question. So I would say just that one time, I loved it all. I, I think uh, Drea is is unbelievable. Like, I knew she was pretty. You know, you look at it, you see she's pretty. Mm-hmm. But man, when you get close to her, it's like, whoa, this, yeah. is, this is a. For real. Her name is not Megan. He's different. Yeah. Yeah, she's different. Um, and I I really, you know, they were like, why don't your wife get on the show? I was like, because she wants to stay married to me. <laughs> I mean, that's a good enough reason. Yeah, like everybody else was divorced if you get on that show. I was like, you get on that show. Obviously, there's a divorce coming. I was like, this look at the record. <laughs> it speaks for itself, yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't do it. Don't do it see we got one from
2: brandon here brandon says if you were still in the nba what teams and players would john most want to play with
1: draymond green really i love draymond green about I, I, and i would help him in the delivery of of what he says because he has some relevance he has a lot mm-hmm. of relevance um I would love playing for Steve Kerr because he knows I understand the triangle offense. You know, just to tell you a true story, when I finished with the Lakers, mm. and this was a trip because you get 15 minutes with Phil. I'm working out. I'm thinking, okay, we won the championship. I'm, I'm five doors from Shaq. I'm great with Kobe, and I go on to meet Phil. Phil goes, "Hey, I'm not going. I don't have any more room on the roster for you." So, what are you going to do this summer? I said, I guess smoke weed. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I literally did. And uh, But I couldn't believe that that was happening. Yeah. The craziest thing is, a week after that, I got a movie in Toronto, in Vancouver.
0: Hmm.
1: And then in September, I started on BET, and I did 65 shows as a late night talk show host. So it was like... How the universe works is when one door clo- uh, closes, a window opens. Hmm. Um, that's probably why the door closed because the window opened and the wind blew the door closed. So and, now but, the only way out is that.
2: Window. But something's open. There's, something's there's an open. opening. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I, I, I'm glad that it pushed me into that position. Hmm. But before I was gonna go and didn't know that all this was gonna happen three months down the line. I was talking to. Um, St. John, who was the uh, general manager, I think, of Seattle. No, of uh, Golden State. And I really, really wanted... I love San Francisco. I love Northern California. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play for the for the Golden State Warriors um, because I wanted to live in San Francisco and that sure. lifestyle. It's, it was like, to me, it's like New York City on the West Coast uh, mm-hmm. because it is cold in San yeah. Francisco. And the Chinese food is good and uh and there's water and there's tall buildings and the highest place to live in all of california is in san francisco i just wanted to beat it i wanted mm. to be in san francisco and uh they didn't they didn't pull the trigger mm. they literally were talking to patrick and i about playing patrick Ewan and i mm. on seattle he was like come on Sam, you play one night i play the next night i said i i want to check for not playing like right yeah <laughs> I, I- you play one night
2: and then you play the next. Night. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember Shaq was like, Oh man, I gotta pull a groin. I was like, hold on, I got doctors for that. Like you ain't taking nights off. <laughs> right. We got Tylenol, we got yeah, like, we, we got you. all kind of things. We got let me go back to the 70s and get those needles. I'm just joking, fellas. <laughs> Let's see. Like,
2: we got one last question. Say, who was your favorite talk show guest that you interviewed? or who was your favorite i should say who was oh, your favorite talk show
1: guest that you interviewed Denzel Washington Denzel Denzel, Denzel came on the be, on my um, you mean on my it depends on what show Snoop uh, I mean in general Snoop, Snoop probably it would be Snoop okay. between Snoop and Denzel Okay but and, and there were some females I loved to interview I love interviewing uh for my pilot I interviewed Vanessa Williams mm. she was mm-hmm. so dope um Then she married my teammate, and I wasn't even jealous. I was just happy for him. Uh, But I would say Denzel, because Denzel came on, and he was so personable. And I know he doesn't do interviews. Like He pays his publicist not to To be in the paper. And... He came on and we he said, I said, Man, you need at that time you hadn't gotten an Oscar. He said, Man, I don't want no Oscar. He said, We need our own award. Let me let's get one called Don. Dar- I want a Darnell and have it lean to the side. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, and then I, but Snoop, man, I was with Snoop right after he was on uh, No Limits, uh, No Limit. He was out of death row, mm-hmm. he performed on stage. This is 21 years ago. Um, but that was probably one of my favorite things jessica alba uh we had her on the best damn sports show period mm-hmm. and she was very very entertaining and great serena williams literally sat in and did a whole show she sat in for me and did a whole show um i don't know man it's it, it's so many people but those two are the ones who stick out the most out. got you
2: so what's uh before we let you go, what, what's next for John Sally? Got your hand in a lot of things, so what's what's next?
1: Uh, all I want to do is stay alive, but the most important thing is you guys can go to uh, ride the wave w e i v dot com. It's view spelled backwards and title sport right here, and it's always Deuces Twenty Two. But title sport will be in CVS. If it's not in your CVS, you should call. It's title without the um. It's if you can see it, it's T I D L. Um, because kids be leaving our vowels now, so we just joined the group. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> no, it's always got change have a with product. the times. I know it's always better to have a product with four letters. De- just teach a little bit about marketing. It's always okay. better to have a title with four letters. Yeah, and and it's an it's a good thing to realize or one symbol that they realize. But okay. this title sport really works, and it's funny. My friend is getting a um, is getting an operation on her neck from mm-hmm. these crushed uh uh discs and mm-hmm. she's tried everything and they give her they try to give her drugs i said don't take it it's going to destroy your liver and your kidneys like we have finger natural ways of dealing with it and i sprayed this on her and she was like i need a box <laughs> asap i need a box." and everybody that uses it but i'm not just selling my product i am selling my product but the only reason is i'm involved is because it works right and I, like I said, I decided at 40 not to lie, so I won't live a lie either. This title sport, I'm telling you, if you got a pain, because this is the deal. They're saying, well, I had to take the pills. I got, I got addicted to opioids because I had so much pain. Right. Well, where's the pain? Is the pain you feel you can touch it? Right. Then we should spray it and stop the pain from where its sensors are, because there's right. really no pain in there. And so when I did that, and I'm helping people, they're realizing this is the way to get off of opioids. It's a mm-hmm. huge problem. You should not ingest opioids. You should, if you want it, you want something. If your body is hurting. Use this cry, uh, this, uh, this spray. It's a cryo. It literally freezes it, and then while it's freezing it, we have a, we're able to get in, penetrate the derma with mm-hmm. the hemp, which we know the cannabinoids are very important for your body. Definitely. So ride the wave, title sport. What's the name of the restaurant? Uh, Plant Organics. Plant Organics. In San Bernardino. 420 Hospitality Lane. <laughs> 420 Hospitality Lane. Let's see. <laughs> Keith Klaus checking in. Said, my wife and I ate there. Said, those burgers were big fire. Yeah, man. I love Keith Klaus, man. I haven't been Keith in a long time. I, I I always told him I wish he had that hook shot like Kareem since he looked like him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, I had I had Byron Russell in there, man,
0: and he was he's big and I
1: But first I looked at him and realized Michael couldn't push him off now. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he had so much going on and his father was sick and and he you know, so much and I said you got to get you healthy and I'm on it, Sal. So the deal is I always tell these these athletes, man, I went to the NBA 2012 and I found out that most guys die from heart attack that played in the lead in 2012, 11 of us died from congestive heart failure. You don't, you're not born with congestive heart failure. You have to add to it. So go vegan, go plant-based, go to johnshalley.com. There we go. go. Let's get it.
2: (laughs) One last question. We ask all our legends, before we let you out of here, getting our our playlist together. Season two of our playlist. So what are you listening to either around the house or, on the way to the restaurant, on the way to your, your mini ventures,
1: what's what? What are you listening to? Could be old or new. First things first. I listen to Frank Ocean. Okay. I listen to Biggie Smalls. I listen to Frankie Beverly and Maze. Mm. Uh, I'm still back in the music business. I got a recording artist named Veda Valley. Y'all should check her out on Instagram. Okay. Um, my boy Devin Culture. Uh, I like this, this new artist named Q that my boy Knight, Wonder is producing. Um, who else? Oh, my God. I love everything beats. So okay. usually now, if there's some Afrobeats going on in the car, I know people are like, what are you talking about? Trust me, y'all. If y'all ain't on Afrobeats, just go to a platform and put in Afrobeats, and you're going to thank me. You're going to thank me. Trust me. What with, with, with the
2: little Frank Ocean, little Afro Beats? Little Afro beats. Some
1: Stormzy, if you want some trill st- Okay. Music. Some <laughs> okay. drip music out of London. Like I this is all I did. Like my artist, just to let you know, uh, I I'm not bragging. Sure. But sure. my first group I signed was Slum Village. And it was because mm. of Jay Diller. Really and cool. I begged people to sign this kid. Begged Diddy to sign Slum Village. Because mm. now any and everything and every producer takes something from Dilla. I, it, it was like, I don't know why people just didn't go back to Detroit and grab the the, the residue of Motown. That's what I call right. it. I had the residue. And it was, he was unbelievable. So that's it. And I love everything Kanye West and everything Jay-Z. But mm. Kanye West.
2: Okay. We'll uh, yeah. we'll get a nice mix uh, yeah. in, in,
1: the, in the playlist for you. Yeah. John Sally, thank you so much for your time, man. Tyler, man, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for putting up with me.
2: <laughs> Not a problem. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Stay alive. Yes, sir. That'll do it for this week's Legends Live. As you know, we got new episodes live every Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, on the NBA alumni's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch pages. I'd like to remind viewers you can watch replays of any episode at legendsofbasketball.com slash Live. You can catch the audio replay to our conversations by searching for Legends Live, wherever you get your podcast. I'd like to give a big thank you to John Sally for joining us. Thank you to Bridget and Julio behind the scenes. And of course, thank you, the viewer, for watching. And we'll see you next Thursday.